Well, welcome everybody to a, another podcast. This is episode, I don't know, I think we're on 19. It's May 15th. And uh, I got black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist Phil Kleffner on the podcast. And uh, with me, as always, is Danny Diggler, Danny, Danny Brooks, and uh, we're not in Wa- we're not in California, we're in Washington. Our beaches are closed down too, unfortunately. But uh, you know, maybe we'll get into that some of that shit today and talk about some of this unjust fucking uh, government close downs on this COVID-19 shit because I think everybody's ready to get out of their skin, get back out there, get back to work and, uh, you know, just have life normal again. There's like not even a thousand deaths in Washington. Neither here nor there, but uh, you can debate me on that. So here we go. We're going to go give uh, Diggs a call and uh, Lefner as well. Daniel Brooks. Yes, sir. Round two. We're live. We're going live. Dude. Is a uh, fucking, what's his name, ever going to come back to Fox News? Got to speak up, Cardi. What? Is, um, what's his name ever going to come back to Fox News? O'Reilly? No, no. He, he's never going back to he's just, Fox. He's, he's just, got his own, he's, he did well. He, he can't, he want to be able to come back unless things go a certain way for about 10 years and then he could have a show. But, you know. Dude, was, I mean, look at Fox News today. You watch enough of it, right? Oh, yeah. I watch it, I watch it all, but at least I, uh. Is there any, Who's the O'Reilly factor on Fox News today? Jesse Waters basically is that guy, in my opinion. I mean, their big guy right now is, I think, Hannity. And then you got Tucker Carlson, and you got the, yeah, what do they got in the morning? They got five girls in the morning with one guy. Yeah, they got the five or whatever the fuck. I think think the way it rolls on Fox News is... um, you're right. Hannity's number one. Number two's Carlson. Number three, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to bury your boy. This is Waters and this is my world. But I think, Brett, my world. I think Brett Bear is above him. He's a good golfer. Dude, Brett Bear, he shares a good name. Dude, he goes to a couple of celebrity golf tournaments every year. I've seen him hit a couple of shots on TV. He's got a good swing. Does he? Oh man! Oh yeah, I would I would love to caddy for the guy. He knows how to hit a ball, and he just he moves on. He doesn't get stressed out. He's like whatever. I went to the I went to the range today, man. Fuck! Gotta tell you, bro, that high school swing is coming back. I was crushing it today. <laughs> As Chubbs would say, it's all in your hips. It's all in your hips. And as they say in jujitsu, it's all in your hips as well. We've got black belt. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. We'll ask. We'll ask a black belt Phil about that because um, honestly, all jujitsu is in your hips. 
all about your hips. You know what? It's probably like that in almost every sport if you think about it. I think so. You gotta have You're right. Your hips, if you have control of your hips, then you have a better chance at a good foundation, whether it be football, boxing, baseball. You know, when I started training jiu-jitsu, I started translating into my the athletic ability that I was gaining into other sports that I played throughout my life. So baseball, mm-hmm. golf, football, everything. And I'm like, dude, people should be doing, like, kids should be doing jujitsu off the get-go, like five years old. Put them in jujitsu Because what they learn athletically translates into every fucking sport that they'll ever play in their life. And when... Well, go ahead. No, I was going to say two other benefits, though. They, they learn how to keep yourself in shape. Like, if they ever lose it, if you all of a sudden get heavy, you, you know, hey, I used to be able to train. I can go back and I can, you know. So you give them that confidence. And then also, if there's any trouble, somebody's trying to rob them or something, they can defend themselves until the cops get there. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think if more people knew martial arts, I bet you people would be less likely to try to rob somebody. That and they'd be less scared too because they would they wouldn't they would know. Hey, I'm walking in a sketchy ass sketchy ass area. Should I be here or should I not be here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also with the kids too. If anything, I think I think it's like most sports like that. You got to respect your opponent, so you learn respect a lot. You learn how to respect other people, and you can fight with people, but you know when enough is enough, and you know. Totally. How many fights have you been in your whole life? Just let me ask you that. Me? Yeah. Have you been in any well, fights in your life? Headlock. That doesn't really count. I've been in one. I was in one uh, fight in uh, outside my Spanish class. And uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, it was seventh grade, I think. Sixth, seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade. And uh, this kid always wanted to fight me. He always wanted to fight me. He was always picking on me. And uh, I just got to that. You know when I get to a boiling point. You know, you've been my roommate long enough. We've been friends long enough. I get to a boiling point. It's just like, okay, I've had enough. And I don't know if I'm going to get my ass kicked or not. But I ain't going to let anybody push me around anymore. So this guy did something. He was trying to get me to fight. So I started... I started fighting with him and we tussled for a couple of minutes outside Spanish class before it opened because the, it was after lunch. So the lady wasn't from lunch yet and uh, they broke us up and we had to go to the principal's office and, you know, it was just one of those things. Hey, we just had a problem against each other. I wasn't going to tell on him. He wasn't going to tell on me. And, uh, after we got out of the principal's office, he said, dude, you wrestle, you wrestle around pretty good. You should, I'm on the wrestling team. You should join the wrestling team. Wow, so I really? I joined the wrestling team, but I only lasted like four weeks because I was like, they do that shit way too early in the morning. It's I tough. didn't get up that early. I mean, up before the sun was up in the gym. Yeah, man, they run, they do technique. It's 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 rough. It's I was in the best yeah, shape. Was, I was in the so best. I was in the best shape of my life when I wrestled in high school. Straight up, that's why I got into jujitsu. That's how I met our friend Phil who I think that we should probably bring on and 
talk about your first fight. <laughs> what do you think? Hey, maybe give you some advice. Nobody else messed with me after that fight. Oh yeah, they heard about me in high school. They heard about you, huh? All right. Oh, well, yeah, you're the little guy with the temper. <laughs> Angry Danny. Angry Diggler. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. All I right. get a lot of emotion. Yep, Paul Phil. Let's let's get the black belt. Let's let's ask him how you should handle that because he teaches he, he teaches kids like that's his get that's his game. It is the perfect question for him. And we got a question. We got a bully question for Phil. So I'm calling Phil right now, and we're gonna ask him some bully shit. Hello. I got a black belt question for you. All right. So, Danny was in school one time, and he got in a fight with some kid. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Um, got in a little tussle, and uh, didn't know anything about shit. But apparently, after the tussle, they invited him to the wrestling program. And he lasted like a week, and uh, four weeks. It was I lasted four weeks. They they worked there out way too early. They oh, early in the morning. Oh yeah, they were. I mean, if you're on the wrestling team, you had to be there before the sun came up. You're in the gym. You're oh damn. We where where was it? That's our goal. It was Elihi Elihi Junior High School in Federal Way. See, Danny's yeah, lazy. That's what, I think I remember. I mean, uh, yeah, I did a little. Yeah, wrestling sucks. I think that yeah, I think I remember that now. I was like, uh, I wrestled a little bit in high school, but pretty much JV and like, yeah, it was hard. (laughs) But uh, anyways, um, damn. So continue. (laughs) So he got got in a fight. We were asking each other like, okay, when was your first fight? Ever. I just said, did you get in any fights in your whole life? I just want to know. Because actually, Danny and I actually got into a little fisticuff ourselves. It was over something stupid. I pretty much always threatened him with a choke. <laughs> what was this? Mm. He put me in a headlock and he put me in a choke lock. And he always had control of my head. He was was this you knew you were doing, Brett, or after? I, think, I mean, or before? <laughs> I think I have won some jujitsu championships. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's no not fair. We had no referee. We had no referee. <laughs> it was over Danny's lifestyle decisions, and um, well, the thing is, we would go out at night, and then I don't know. Once every year and a half, all of a sudden, you, me and him would just get lippy at each other. <laughs> you know, wrestle mm-hmm. around like brothers. He tells me to calm down, or he's going to choke me out. I calm down, and next day goes on. Um, he also, he also told our other roommate that, uh, how's his dick taste because the other one fucked his old ex girlfriend or however that worked out. And then he ended up getting, he ended up up getting punched in the face and then I had to split him up. And, um, that wasn't, that was another interesting time while we all all lived together. So what we were talking about before we were talking about dick taste and slapping in the mouth and shit. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about if we had the chance of learning martial arts at an earlier age, 
Oh yeah. How, how would our how would our life be different? We might be a little more disciplined. We we'll, yeah. we'd probably definitely be able to. Uh, I bet you just kids learning stuff like that. They have to learn a lot of respect. You know, and and I I heard that you teach kids. What, what yeah. do you think are the benefits for kids on something like that? What do I think? What? What benefits are that you? Uh, oh. Not only do you teach them like self defense. I mean, as they get taller and older, somebody. No, I mean, inappropriate. They know how to defend themselves to a certain point, but I mean, what are the? Great I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, like, yeah, you pretty like, yeah, you pretty much hit it on the head. Like, I mean, first of all, discipline. Like kids that, um, well, I think, I mean, like anything, but like the kids that do it the longest are the ones that like enjoy it and want to keep doing it. So like if a kid can find something that they want to do and then have the discipline to keep doing it, that's a huge, huge benefit. But then beyond that, just like, yeah, if once you actually, this probably speaks to why they would like to do it is because, you know, you start, once you start to like actually acquire some skill in jujitsu, it starts to feel kind of like a superpower, you know? So like to have that at an early age is a great, that's like an amazing confidence that would be helpful, like pretty much everywhere. Which, yeah, I wish I had that. <laughs> I wrestled and that helped. Like when I was a little kid, I wrestled a lot and that helped. I mean, and did sport, other sports, like sports in general. But yeah, for sure. What I think guy, like what, having what, the, what, especially the little guy, like on the playground. What, you know. <laughs> what guy are you into it? How old were you? Oh, uh, well, I mean, so yeah, so I wrestled uh, as a little kid from probably like six to 12. And then, and I wrestled for like the boys and girls club in, uh, in Seattle. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we moved around a bunch and basically like, um, there wasn't wrestling teams available for a while. And then, and then I did it, uh, like a, I had a little bit in like middle school and high school, but not, not a lot. And, you know, did other things like drama and stuff, but you know, just, um, yeah, but then, and then, but yeah, I wrestled a little in high school and, um, I remember hearing about like, you know, Frank Shamrock and Dan Severn and all, and all these guys. And then I, in, and of course, Hoist Gracie and, you know, then eventually, you know, I found the videos in, uh, you know, Hollywood video or whatever. And, <laughs> and I, and, uh, yeah, I think it was. I watched all the, you know, all the UFCs. I think they had all, them all out at that point, like the early ones and in order. But then wasn't when I got to UFC four is the one that like kind of hooked me on grappling and jujitsu and like even just the idea of submissions, like, but especially the smaller dude, like it was because I was rooting for the wrestlers. So that you know Dan Severn's the and this is a typical story of like jujitsu guys, I think. But you, you so know how old were from a certain generation. Well, in high school, so, you know, yeah, I was in high school I mean, watching when you the got MMA. When you got into, like, when you actually practiced, when you started going to... That's what he's talking about. Well, yeah. That's what he's talking about. No, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so I wrestled then, but I'm just kind of... It's, it's pretty important to know, like, how I got interested, because, like, the UFC... So UFC 4, Royce like Gracie, Dan Severn, I'm rooting for the wrestler. Phil, right? Phil, real quick. Uh, talk, oh, yeah. talk in terms of WWE with Danny, because... 
he understands that. Well, he said he, Ken, he said Ken he, Shamrock, he, and I used to love watching Ken Shamrock on WWE. Danny understands WWE probably better than the three of us on the phone here, right? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, what he's do you mean? Fa- he's a fan. No, that's cool. <laughs> he's a fanboy. Well, yeah. he, I mean, Danny, am, am I wrong to say that you're a fanboy of... I watch I, I watch I watch I watch it with my my dad. Your dad loves I'd it too. I watch that watch Johnny Carson and we knew it was fake but they were athletes. Oh yeah. Fake, but we knew it but it was interesting. I mean but Danny if you, if you thought like, of, if you know, if you could thought you could do what those guys were doing on TV and you had an opportunity to do it and it was called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to a degree. I mean I mean it's not the same but there's some shit, you know, like in the WWE that is definitely transferable to the UFC through fucking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for sure. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like just just in terms of like just interest. Dude. Okay, so when I was a kid, um some of my favorite wrestlers were Brett the Hitman Hart, and I liked Ric Flair. I liked fucking a bunch of. I like I, I like certain submission moves. <laughs> Sergeant Sla- oh, yeah, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter had this one, the Slaughter Clutch, <laughs> dude. And I had a younger sister. And I'm like, yo, just try this move on me. And I had her sit on my back, throw my arms up over her fucking you know knees, and do this the the. the Slaughter clutch, dude. The or whatever the fuck it's called. Slaughter um, something. Yeah, probably with an S. Dude, it was not. <laughs> fu- move. I had this fucking four-year-old girl on my back, pulling on my chin with my arms over her fucking knees, sitting on my back, and I'm like, "Stop! <laughs> please stop! Please no!" Your legs, yeah, dude. That sounds like the camel clutch. Is that that's camel what clutch? it was. That's what it was. It yeah, was the yeah, yeah. it was the worst experience of my life. Okay. That's just like bending your spine backwards. Dude, Ouch. it was so bad. <laughs> I was like screaming and she was just like laughing and pulling on my fucking chin. <laughs> and I'm like, please stop, so please stop. I couldn't believe I taught her that shit. And then there was other things like the figure four, you know, the leg lock, figure four leg lock. That's, yeah. that's legit shit, man. That's legit. Uh, not, not that one, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. The Ric Flair figure four, and most figure fours, the standard figure four that happened in WWF, WWE, I could do it to people in jiu-jitsu. Like, I could do it right now, and fucking, they'd be like, what the fuck, dude, my knee is about to Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, up. like, the counter the counter is worse than the submission. Like You're you probably, you're, you're a thousand, you're, you're black belt filth. You you're, shouldn't. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But if no one, knew, I'm pretty sure it's like easily. If no one reversal. knew the, if no one knew the counter, bro, dude, I'd be figure fouring motherfuckers all day rolling. But I, I actually don't even really. I've seen it. I've seen people talk about it. But like, can I do it to you? I've never been. I've. You could if you were. Yeah. When next time. Next time we roll. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's practice but, the figure but four. But I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. There's, you know, that it's, yeah, interesting. <laughs> there's a lot of shit that's debunked in is in WWE is what you're trying to say basically 
Because there's a counter. Well, that, that one I've heard people counter. talk about, but I've never played with it. I've never had someone put me in. Oh my god, Phil! Felt, Phil, felt the pressure of it. Phil, I used to do it when I was like eight years old, and I would <laughs> destroy people. It's fucking a real. Oh, yeah. It's a real thing, I mean, bro. All of us have gotten <laughs> given the full Nelson to a buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wrestled full Nelson. Full Nelson's illegal in wrestling for a reason. Yeah, full Nelson. You're you're a pussy if you tap to a full Nelson. Well, they, well, dude, no, I, I've seen it. it. Has it's a legit submission. I've seen it pussy. in MMA, pussies. like pussies. <laughs> no, like it, it turns into either like a neck crank or or a shoulder lock or a double shoulder lock. Right. Like you can actually hurt someone's shoulders if you because you can just crank push if you push someone's shoulder blades till they touch. Like you could do that with a full Nelson. You could if you're, you could if you're a fucking vagina. Like I mean, come on now. Like you you can't pull back. <laughs> come on, man. No, come on, man. Do some push ups. Do some push ups. Weak arm, strong arm. Do some push ups. Do some pull ups. Lose the strength of your lats. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do some fucking pull ups. Strengthen your lats. <sighs> no, if, if you can, but if you can get to crank someone's arms up high enough where they can't, they're not strong there. Yeah. Anyways, no, I've seen it. No, you're legit. You're legit, right? Full Nelson's a legit submission. No, you're 100. percent You're 100 percent right. Leg lock. You got to convince me. <laughs> oh, bro, dude, I got it. I can, I can imagine in my mind right now to the person I did when I was in fourth grade. I had, a, I had a guy call me out when I was in fourth grade. He's like, "Yo, we're in a fight on the field, the play field today," and he was like doing it all fucking like you know, WWE style, like macho man calling out Hulk. It's like, we're yeah. going to go out to the play field and we're going to fucking la la la. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. He put me in the, uh, what did he put me? He put me in a fucking, he put, listen, me, brother, he put me in the Boston. Before cra- recess is over. <laughs> Dude. He put me in the Boston crab. He put me in the Boston crab and fucking, it was not good. Similar to that fucking, uh, Brett the Hitman Heart thing. We called it something else, but figure four. No, it wasn't the figure four. <laughs> Similar. It was the Boston Crab was where you take both of your legs under each armpit, and then you sit on the dude's back and fucking reef. Oh, yeah. yeah I think I, I think that sounds now. Yeah. Now Brett the Hitman Heart w- would take your legs, cut them over once, one over the other. And then throw them under sit one. On your ass. He'd sit on your ass and throw both of your legs under one one armpit, and he called it something different. Was it, was it one scorpion, leg under each armpit or, or scorpion, both legs under one armpit? Both legs, <laughs> both legs both under, legs, under both one legs. armpit. And then and then basically he sits on your ass and he pulls your legs on back your legs. As far as the back of your he, his sting. Goal, yeah, his sting put, used to do it too. Sting it's like the opposite of the camel clutch. <laughs> opposite. It's it, Boston. Boston crab was like it's the camel clutch facing in the direction. You're right, but you you got I got I got your left leg under my <laughs> fucking. Let's see your left leg. I got your left leg under my right armpit, and I got your right leg under my left armpit, and I'm sitting on your butt, and I'm taking, and I'm just fucking. I've got two underhooks no, under, under your Ouch. hills and I'm fucking just sitting my ass in the, your lower back. It's called the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter is what it's called. Okay, the sharpshooter is a little bit different, but that was the two legs under one armpit. So you would cross your legs and then basically the same thing 
and sit on your back, dude. I'm online right now looking at. I'm online right now looking at images. <laughs> he, he, that hurt. That totally hurt. Google the Google the sharpshooter. Remember when they used to have uh, the uh, tombstone of legal pile driver? Dude, I saw the tombstone. And then one time, no, the Undertaker used to do it all the time, and one time he did it. So that's where you lift somebody upside down, you put his head between your knees, and you drop to the ground. You kind of jump yeah. up in the air a little bit, drop to the ground, pile driver. That's, that's yeah, good a couple of this. A couple of times, the guy's head slipped through the knees. Saw that. Yeah, I saw a couple that of those. Really bad. Neck injury central. I was talking about talking about wrestling injuries. Remember when Brock Lesnar was in the wrestling uh, industry, and he tried to do a, a jump flip off the top rope. Yeah. Did he land on his head? So, yeah, they, he landed right on his neck. And they they said from that point on he never was able to jump from the ring again. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. I mean, that's really scary. Fucked yeah. up. Fucked up. <laughs> but there yeah. are so many moves in jujitsu that are so much like. I, I mean, they're legit. Like, I mean, they're they're street worthy. Worthy. I mean, they're. You can just talk about from an Americana to a Camaro lock to fucking yeah, rear naked choke over- to anything. Like, there's so many. I mean, they're all yeah. good. I think the biggest thing is like the principles, and especially like self defense wise, kind of just the tactics or like the path. Like, get a hold of that guy, con- get him to the ground, control him on the ground. If you have to, you can submit. But like, I mean, it's about control and like. Just that, the game plan, basically, you know, like, that's, like, if you can do that and the other person can't, it's a big advantage. <laughs> Danny just sent me the picture of the figure four. Or, I mean, sorry, the sharpshooter. No, no, it's not the figure four. That's the pile driver. Oh, the pile driver. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's, oh, that, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Don't want that. Not good, bro. So, Don't let me pile drive you in practice. The sharpshooter, you would. Step in between the guy's legs with just one leg, wrap his legs around your one leg, then turn around and then do the sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we, what if we had Danny oh come God. to jujitsu practice with us and said, hey, <laughs> try this move and see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, you got to get there first. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, real hard, especially if the guy doesn't. I just feel like I can go there and get my ass kicked by an eight year old. <laughs> I mean, well, well, shit. I mean, okay, that's a little young. Let's go. A little, <laughs> let's go a little backwards here. So, like, Phil, you wrestled when you were a kid, and then you got into jiu-jitsu. How did the fuck did you get into jiu-jitsu? Oh yeah, well, so real quick, so I just I when like when uh, you know I'd watch all the OCs, but and I saw Hoist Gracie, but when I saw him and i was rooting for dan severn the wrestler dude because i wrestled you wrestled right but he was way but he was way bigger hoist gracie like choked him with his legs i had no idea it actually was a super boring match it's like the longest match at that point i think it was 15 minutes sure i remember fast forwarding it like nothing was happening dan severn just laying on top of him and then and then all of a sudden it's over and you didn't come to find out he had no idea somehow. what happened yeah, and he used his legs, and he won, and I was like, what? So that's when I kind of realized, and then I realized what it was. It was a triangle choke. and like, But, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, that that's 
stuck in my brain. And, and then I was an MMA fan for a really long time, and but really a jiu-jitsu fan and a like submission artist fan. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. rooted for the, the grappling. Fast forward, like I finally, so I was a, you know, pretty much hardcore MMA fan for a long time and, and um, I had the wrestling experience. But then fast forward, I had a job where I finally, well, I thought I might get a job. Well, anyways, yeah, I got a job where I finally had like a good, a normal schedule, evenings, weekends off, and a little bit of disposable income. So finally, I just, I got real lucky. I googled like, you know, you know, 2006 internet, like the closest jujitsu places, and I went to the closest one and ended up being like an amazing instructor. Um, yeah, I'll shout out North Northwest Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, yeah, baby. But anyways. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, Brian yeah, Johnson, so, uh, you know, I, yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Brian, Brian J. J. Johnson. Johnson, BJJ, but Mr. BJ, that's our coach. Baby. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he's, a, he's awesome. But, uh, um, and you know, two, yeah, three so time great, world champion, great place to learn. But since 2000, you know, since 2006, I've pretty much been there and trained there and I've been able to like, you know, teach and, and actually, you know, make some, you know, live for the moment on it, you know, until now. <laughs> yeah, man. Like but fucking, it, I got addicted to it too. I mean, I was a kid that wrestled just like you and, uh, you know, I, I like Danny, I, I loved the WWE. And when I was a kid, obviously I was teaching my younger sister how to, I was body slamming my younger sister and my parents like, don't do that to a fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah dude i would body slam the shit out of her and and you're like listen brother i mean sister listen brother. listen brother <laughs> dude i wished Sorry, I, I wished i i wished i had a little brother and then i i ended up having an older brother named danny danny diggler so i mean fucking <laughs> and i and and him and i went out in the garage just i mean i i knew what i was capable of doing and i'm sorry sorry brother were you belted at that point? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He actually had I think the it was a purple Oregon, belt. He, he was the Oregon champion in his weight class. He had that in his was, room as he kicked my ass in the Was garage. he a blue belt or a purple belt? Blue or purple, at least. I, I don't remember which. I've been a purple belt. God, it's, 20, yeah. it's 2020. I got my purple belt in 2014. I've been a purple belt for yeah. six fucking years, man. So it's like... Not, 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 not that I, not that I show up enough, but like, I, I, I yep. this was well before no, that. It's just consistency. It's gotta be, I mean, if, especially if you want to get a belt under an instructor, you gotta be in front of that instructor a lot. It's, it's not, it's not that I want a belt. It really, it's not that what I'm trying to say well, no, is. Yeah. Not that it's a, not a, that. I'm just saying that. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is the long, long periods of time. What I'm trying to say is the conflict between Diggler and I was probably when I was a purple belt, I think. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I just strong, I strong, strong, strong blue. I wanted to know how good your guillotine was at that point. <laughs> Dude, my guillotine was good, and it still is okay. good. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you ask the guy who got it put on him? Yeah, okay. I did, I did guillotine Danny. I did guillotine Danny. But I didn't put him out. I didn't. I didn't put him out. I I knew better than to fucking pull pull fiddle on. But like he definitely he felt threatened. Was it okay? Was it? Let me ask. Let me ask. Was it? Yeah. He kept threatening me. He goes, "You want me to choke you out? Do you want me to really <laughs> choke you out?" <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "Fuck you, motherfucker, you son of a!" I'm like, "Are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Or do we gotta choke you out?" <laughs> 
We were done. We were drunk. We were so done. So he just, what you just like did, was this like an aggressive, like, unpro- like semi-unprovoked attack? Like, were you not, were you a little not ready or were you like, okay, let's go. And then he just like. Well, I, I think that, oh, we were yelling. I think the details we were are. We yelling at each other's face. The, the details are a little bit fuzzy, but. Yeah, you're yelling, but did he all of a sudden just snap your head down and grab your neck? Or yes, did, you guys, yes, right, yes, exactly. So what happened was, is we were arguing about, in my recollection, was Danny's particular lifestyle. And uh, I got pissed at him because he just wouldn't fucking listen to me about, I'm like, dude, you're, I'm sorry, you're just going in the wrong way. I said, listen, you're going the fucking wrong way, bro. And he got, and I, I got pissed because he just was being dumb. And so I snapped his neck down and fucking like, do I got to fucking, do I got to fuck you up to make you listen to me? And then uh, so he that, wanted to prove his, he wanted to prove my, his point that my life really sucked. So he was going to put me in a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I real story. The microcosm of your life. Right now. <laughs> You suck, Daddy, and I'm going to choke you out to prove it. Pretty much. <laughs> the metaphor, goddammit. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, I think we, like, came to some sort of resolution, and, uh, well, we... Well, yeah, I wanted to breathe again. Yeah, you wanted to breathe, <laughs> you wanted to breathe again, but I re- also remember <laughs> doing, like, a knee ride. I also remember doing, like, some sort of knee ride on your chest, Ready to punch punch you in the fucking <laughs> face like, several times, but it I, I didn't dry hump me at one point. I never no, I did not dry hump you. I, I did not dry hump you. I did not dry hump you. It wasn't that. It wasn't that type of confrontation. It was definitely a fucking I'm gonna kill you confrontation. And I don't think I dry hump anybody I that like I was trying. I, like I don't think I dry hump anybody that I was trying to fucking guys. kill. Oh, it's, always just me and him. it's always just me and him. We never get in a fight with other people. It's just me and him. Okay. Damn. It just got to a point. Yeah, it I just know. got. It yeah. just. It just got to a point where it was like, okay, I could really do some damage, or I could just not do anything. And then I let him. I let him. I let him up, and he's like, "You broke my fucking glasses," and I felt really bad. And then I just like, I just like, okay, hey. I apologize. Per- so much, and I was like, "I'll pay for your glasses." I'm so sorry. And then we gave each other a hug, yeah. and the next day it was slightly awkward, but I gave him yeah. like two hundred bucks yeah. for his glasses, and that was that. So we're <laughs> so right before he told me that I'm a loser for living the life I like to live, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. Right before that, he stop just smoking got cigarettes. A fucking dab. He just got done smoking a dab and a cigarette, and was like. By the way, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it was Whoa. some, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a provocation. I just felt no, that I just, just felt that he needed his ass kicked. I felt that he needed his ass kicked to get the message across. <laughs> well, I think I, in retrospect, I know what it was. It was back at UP Station when we were there before we got into this altercation, and I was singing my last karaoke song, and it was called Piece of Shit Car. Oh, no, he was no, no, mad. no, no. He was probably mad because we had to take an Uber there. Cause no, you should always piece sing Piece of Shit Car. Honestly, <laughs> if, it, if it was over a woman, I would understand a little bit more, but I think it was because of your life choices at that point, and which you haven't really changed very much. 
But uh, <clears throat> you know, I've I've I guess as a human being, I've learned to accept Danny Diggler as Danny Diggler, and yeah. I don't I don't give a fuck, honestly. But I think that you felt my point that day more than once. And I, I think I, I could have killed you. I could have killed you twice. I broke your glasses, and I felt bad uh, about it. Because you love them. I, I felt bad about it, I think, and I just I, I, sorry, Bill, brother. I sorry, brother. I, think, I broke your glasses. Here's two hundred bucks. I'm sorry I, I kicked think, your ass in the process. I, I think that I'm the reason why he's still a purple belt because he has no reason to get better because I have decided not to go work out. But if I started working out. Doing some, if I got to a purple belt, he's like, oh, I better get to that black belt. <laughs> I mean, shit. There's probably something to that. I mean, shit. Phil and I have rolled, uh, I'd say in the past six months or so. Like, and I think we've rolled in the past six months. Yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. once or twice. And uh, I got some work to do. I definitely have some hole. I got some holes in my game, but I don't think I've lost some of the shit that made me a good player. I think it's no man. I think you're a player. Like it's a, it's like playing basketball, man. Did you? No, f- it's a it's a game. Yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah. I didn't forget to shoot free throws, and I didn't forget to shoot three pointers. I just sometimes when other people are playing games on me. I just may may not be familiar with the game they're playing on me, like especially the leg locks, the leg lock game. I'm, oh, yeah. not, I'm not familiar. Are you playing a game of basketball? Or are you talking about women? the figure four? <laughs> the figure four game. The figure four oh, game. Um, don't make me come up Phil, there. don't make me bring the figure four game to you. Listen, <laughs> dude. Listen, I got a I got a fucking figure four game that no one's ever seen before. It's fucking Ric Flair as fuck, dude. Like, I'm telling you, it's good. I, I just haven't been able to do it on anybody. I tell you what, have you have you legitimately what? tried this or played around with it on the mat, like with people, like in a or like either drilling and or rolling? What's that? That the fig, the figure four leg lock specifically have you actually experimented with it? Yes, in drilling be- or rolling. Yes, be- yes, before uh, probably wanting to use it on me once this quarantine's no, over. No, 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 no. I've, I've never, I've, I've <laughs> never. <laughs> he knocks on your door and just comes flying in. I've never Should experimented me. <laughs> because I'm a stu- I'm a student of the seminary. You're all to a. Ric Flair figure for <laughs> Listen, in jujitsu, I'm a student of the game, okay? Like, I'm a student of the game. I'm not going to just go in there and say, hey, what about this fucking WW fucking F well, fucking yeah, of course. thing? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you, we, but that's the cool thing about jujitsu too, is where it's open-minded, so you can fuck around and try stuff. You know, the thing is, when I first met Brian, I was like, you know, he's a world champion, and I just, like, didn't say shit, and I just did whatever he, he said. But as I got to know Brian and as he's evolved as a person, he used to say, oh, don't fucking look at YouTube. He said that for years. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I never really heard him say that. Maybe Dude, he, he said it <laughs> several times. He's like, oh, unless you want to be a YouTube jujitsu person. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But he's changed his ways. And he's, he's actually, I've, 
dude, when I first was, the first few years, he was like not even about Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. He is all about that shit now. All yeah, about it's, dude, it, it's, it's it's like okay, finally, finally. I don't know who convinced you, but he, he's finally like he like oh I don't do that internet shit. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, are you just gonna claim more ignorance? Like it's there. You should just do it. Like and no, he's yeah, he's good at it. He's but now he's cool getting, yeah now online. now he's posting videos and all sorts of shit. So I think that's great. He should have been doing that fucking like ten years ago. Is what yeah. I'm is what I'm well, saying. Well, I'm not doing it, so it's, I can't tell. I can't say anything. <laughs> you should be doing. Yeah, either said you, than done. You should be doing it. Listen, yeah, but li- listen, people, <laughs> people that want to see this shit, people want to, people that want to hear. I mean, shit. Like, if you need someone to practice on, just like give me a call, brother. Like, fucking, I'll come over. You can fucking <laughs> throw fucking. Kamora lock on me like from wherever you want and it'd be like whoa shit Phil's a goddamn black belt you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I mean I feel if I would have practiced as hard as Phil has practiced maybe maybe I'd be at least a brown belt maybe a black belt but no, I, would, yeah. I have not and uh I'm comfortable with what I know in the fighting martial art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I feel like it's like pool. Danny and I talk about pool all the goddamn time. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. Danny, you and I are black belts in pool. Straight up. I mean, Ninja. N- dude, <laughs> we, we are black belts. Now, Word. do we play enough to be you know, compete at the black belt. Can, hey, you know who Dan Louie is, D- Danny? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you think me and you could just go say, hey, fuck you to Dan Louie and just play him a nine ball and fucking win in like seven games? I don't think so. I don't know how much money you want to lose to him. Exactly. <laughs> but for the most part, like... No, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, I, ever since I quit school league and stuff like that, I joined the Elks. Yeah, and that's where all the school guys are. Yeah, the and old school guys. Hang you want to see some? You want to see some skill? You go to a pool hall where they buy all the best tables. They vacuum them after vacuum and brush them after every time they use them, and uh, wow. they resalt them all the time, recushion them all the time. They're they're all the good tables back from malarkey days and uh, city lights you know, days. The, no. the old school guys, all the old school guys show up there, and that's where they practice and play. Well, wow. dude, Phil, Danny, and I have been probably practicing ju or sorry, jujitsu, <laughs> pool jujitsu, pool jujitsu, pool jujitsu. As long as you've been probably pool doing jujitsu, like probably even like what what year did you start jujitsu? Just question. Two thousand six. I started pool league two thousand four, and Danny, when did you start pool league? I don't know, but I went to Vegas six times in four years. You figure that out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Danny's went to Danny's went to the national championships. What did you just say? Six times. I went six times in four years. That means I was on two times out of Pierce County, and they've been two. Wow. So I was on both teams. Well, they don't send two. They, I mean, 
you got to win it. But, he was on two different teams. Yeah. Wow. So, but, but he was this, he was uh, a single my, he was my, a single one of my player. When I left to play, I drank. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's high level, though. That's no, rad. no, really. He, I mean, Danny. Wow. In my opinion, and we've had we got another player that's been on the podcast. His name's Alex Batanovich. Batanovich. He's, I would say, he, he's better than Danny and I. I mean, he used to be shittier than Danny and I, but he, oh wow, he grew up. Alex, Alex, yeah, Alex. Alex used to be the guy. Alex, I got him on the first full team, and now he's basically a. He's like he's the, pretty damn close to being a grandmaster. Yeah, he's like the you know, Ashton. I mean, the he's is, like the, the Ashton. Thing is me and Alex used to. Me and Alex, me and uh, Brett, me and we would go to the you know, a bar just to drink. And then we'd play some guys for some drinks knowing that we'd always win. Gonna get some from we'd always win. Yeah. And we'd just <laughs> walk around. What do you want to play scotch doubles? You want to play just straight up doubles? Or are you, Oh, cool. And, Cause, and we were, we got really good at playing intoxicated. Instead of the color of money, it's like the color of beer. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> for you, you got it. Well, we were doing you got a lot it. Of We've we've got we've got we've, we've got quite the record uh, amongst the bars uh, around here. Now, if that was a fighting record, like now, if I was taught jujitsu in two thousand four instead of pool, uh, I might yeah. I might have had a like a bar fight record for real. Like, <laughs> I mean, if it was, even if it was, if they coincided, if you were doing jujitsu at the same time, but also going to doing the same pool stuff, dude. I mean, I have a problem even today. Like, I go into a bar, and maybe I'm going to play pool, okay? It's 2020. I'm going to a, I mean, minus COVID-19. Maybe this was like a bar in January. But I'm going I'm going into a random bar, maybe with Danny. Uh, we had my birthday at a place that has a couple pool tables, and fortunately there wasn't a whole lot of people there. But, like, I'm just saying... If Danny and I were put in the same fucking room with, like, let's say some cocky-ass um, college guys or something like that, like, we would literally destroy anybody. We would destroy anybody that came to our table. And we could, we could, yeah. Danny would be, Danny is the type of person that gets super technical about it. And he's like, you want to play scotch doubles? Dude. Most people don't know what Scotch doubles is, but if you just say, "Yeah, just I'll play you for a a pitcher of beer," you know what I mean? Like we would destroy ninety nine percent of the people in the United States. I think if someone just said, "Do you want to play for a pitcher of beer?" It's yeah. it's it's not even a question. It's it's like, hey, Phil, uh, some drunk fucking college kid wants to fight you. You think you could take? You think you could take him? Yeah. I think you've got like over a ninety percent chance of doing that. Sober. Yeah. I sober. Mean, of course. Sober. Yeah. Sober as hell. No weed. No nothing. Just yeah. straight sober. He starts pushing around. Yeah. And says, "Phil, you want to fucking fight for a pitcher of beer? <laughs> <laughs> for a pitcher of beer? <laughs> yeah, for a pitcher. <laughs> I think you. I don't really think about this. For I, th I think you take him down and choke him out real quick. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. You know I'd at least be confident that I would could like protect myself i think he would kill that fucking guy it's surprising surprisingly kill them 
kill them because like Brett always wants to choke somebody out. Isn't this an interesting uh, repetitive? Uh, <laughs> what I would like, what I would like to say is that Brett's right. But the thing is, we would go in there just happy go lucky because yeah, I mean, we you got to remember we had a pool table in our dining room. We didn't sit down and like have dinner together. We fucking had fucking we played pool for four hours. No, we so we had a pool table in the house. We went to we we played on pool league, and it's one of those things that if you come across the right, that's why I always said, hey, you guys want to play regular doubles or scratch doubles? No one knows. What, no one knows the, what that means no, unless you're a player. No, I no I I looked at their eyes real quick because if they knew what scratch doubles was, that's where you would want to play if you were good. Uh-huh. That's and if they look, and if they ever sat there and kind of gave that look to their friend, like these guys know how to play scotch doubles, you're like, okay, let's play scotch. Yeah, you know. Do you want to do you want to roll gee or no gee, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I just, I just, I don't, I look at this is that whether you're getting a fight with somebody or you're playing competitive pool against them, you want to know what you are going up against. Yeah, totally. No, that's smart. What is, you know, what's a, yeah, what's a good equivalent to that? ADCC uh, rules? <laughs> yeah, that's too, that's too technical for somebody sometimes. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. And, and then look at their eyes. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, no, I'm dealing with Like, listen, do you want to roll or do you not? Do you want to play pool or do you not want to play pool? Do you want to roll or do you not want to roll? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not talk well, about rules. Let's talk about... Yeah, you could even just say, do you want to roll? Most people wouldn't know what you're talking about. Exactly. You know, you know what the thing too is... It, like whoever said talked about the rules. Once you bring up the rules, you know who type, who what type of player you're playing against. Barroom rules. Yeah, that's you see him perk up. You want to play ADCC I mean, ADCC rules, and someone perks yeah, up. Yeah. You're like, uh, <sighs> this guy might have more than a blue belt. I need you to ask for fight to win. Yeah, <laughs> they they might have more than a blue belt. <laughs> EBI overtimes. <laughs> Should we do? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying when it comes to the pool, if somebody says they want to pay, play APA rules, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Because APA is any pocket asshole. So I just park them behind my ball all the time. I make a couple of shots, park it. They don't have a shot. They give me ball in hand. It's a strategy. It's a defensive strategy. Yeah. It's a defensive strategy. But it's like in fighting or anything else, you figure out what you can do to frustrate somebody to take them out mentally. That way right. you've got more opportunity for, right. for a pop. They weren't yeah. expecting. Makes sense. Now, I mean, I think that pool, Danny, and you might find this interesting, but I feel that it is a thousand percent transferable to jujitsu. It is the same fucking game. It's the same game. Oh, yeah. It's an offensive-defensive yep. yep. thing. But you don't understand until you actually experience well, it. One, one, like, Phil, Phil knows. Yeah. Phil knows. One thing I might say is that that's interesting. In, in, well, one, I'll make one correlation. Like, it's interesting you say offensive and defensive because as a shitty pool player, 100%. Uh, you're only thinking about offense. Right. And I have no idea how to, like, well, I'm not thinking that about like positioning my ball after I hit the other, you know, like hell no, you're so, not. So same thing when you're, when you're learning to grapple and it takes a long time. I mean, like you're, you pretty much in the beginning, you're just thinking about how can I grab a limb and bend it the wrong way and fighting in general, fighting in general, you're like, thinking what? offensively, which can work. But when you, you know, I'd say for me, at least, you know, when I really, 
solidified my fundamentals and like it, and like the the last thing that really came into place was probably my like defense. You don't even get good at defense and pool until you're at a certain level, probably, right? Like, Phil, 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 Phil. What I'd like to ask you is that, uh, like, when you learned and you appreciated defense and you started to accept it, didn't you find that sometimes the opponent put them exactly where you wanted them in the first place? Yeah, actually, I have a. Quit perfect, perfect anecdote for that because, like, when I got, I was a when I got like a year after I got my brown belt, I hurt my knee and I I couldn't roll. Yeah. Um. Normal, normally, but I still was teaching and wanted to roll, so I would just like lay my leg, uh, flat and like and let people let pass people my pass. guard and stuff. So it that when I was doing my normal training, like it, it Northwest Jiu Jitsu, um, the academy, like you know, all of my normal hard rolls with everybody. Like, um, I would say, Hey, I'm just going to start out defensive. And I, pr- I pretty quickly had to stop saying that because it's just by- because my defense got so solid and you shut them down. It eventually leads to, okay. Even if I start in mount, okay, I get my, I get out of mount. Now I got guard, you know, then I get my guard, then it turns into a sleep. Now I'm on top and I have no choice but to do offense. Right. Like, right. so pretty quick. Yeah. So that's exactly what you're saying. Like uh, you, you frustrate them until like your openings and you just keep progressing until now you're so to put So to put that in pool terms, basically what we call is, um, blocking pockets. So what a, a really good player would do in a hustling situation was they would miss very easy shots, but what they would do is they would like say, I'm shooting solids. Okay. And I shoot a yeah. solid. Um, I think on the, I, I'll, I'll keep going, but I have a feeling you know what, where you're going with it. <laughs> yeah. You, well, because you, 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 you're going to set up a shot for the next, but you're going to block a, you're going to block a pocket, but you're going to not give the guy a shot. That way, you're going to set up your balls all around the table eventually, so you can plink them off. Yeah. Right. Now, now, and then he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you miss, you kind of miss a shot on purpose. You take a shot. It looks like you're trying to make the shot, but you maybe leave it in the pocket. Okay. Next person's turn. Uh, they're gonna try and make the next shot, and they miss. They 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 try to get their uh, their ego gets in the way. They get a little too aggressive, and they miss it hardcore to the left or to the right. Okay. Boom. It's your turn again. So. That one ball is in the pocket, so you take the next option. Hey, there's a ball right there that I know I could probably just rattle in the pocket. Boom. All of a sudden, you do this little game for three turns. Okay, you got three fucking balls blocking their fucking balls. You know what I mean? So worst case scenario is they fuck up and they hit one of your balls in. Or two, you get that fourth option. Okay, they fuck up again. And all of a sudden, you're like, I see one, two, three balls that I can make in really easy that are not blocked in those pockets. So I boom, one, two, three, boom, those are gone. And then you move one, two, three in those easy pockets. And then you're starting to use the rails to set up the next shots, like maybe on the eight ball or the fucking, you know, the ball before the eight or whatever the fuck you're going to do. That's the game, man. Like, you fuck them up. So, Brett. So Brett, so Brett, you're saying kind of keep things quiet until you get your spot in place and then yeah, you take it down. Yeah, totally. Like, it's like it's like a, don't we got a five minute rule right about now? Uh, we're getting close. 
Yeah, we, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, yeah, it's about five-minute rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's to be we're, determined. We're, we're back Minor on. Details. We're, we're back on. I'm going to edit are, that, I'm gonna have to edit that part out. But uh, we got, got it. We, Whatever you say can be used against the we, court of law. We are, we are in the last few minutes of the show. So we've been talking a lot about the correlation of pool and jiu-jitsu and fighting in general, right? It's There's some there's some overlaps. Am I am I wrong, Phil? Yeah. I no, think I, mean, yeah. I mean Phil's played Not some for sure. Phil's played some pool with me. We used to be roommates, honestly. Uh yeah. You know what? Honestly, actually, yeah. For about a year we were roommates and I'm pretty sure we went out and played pool a couple times. Yeah, but, several. But um it's slightly better now because of the house when you came and visited. Yeah, and Phil came down yeah, and visited at the old place for sure. We were friends. Yeah, before. I remember when we you said. That, I remember the pool being in the living room. Yeah, we were friends before uh, we we were roommates. But um, yeah, I think that uh, you know that when it comes to the strategy game, it's it goes hand in hand. I would say if we interviewed somebody that was good at basketball or baseball, they'd probably say similar shit. We're just not. Yeah. As, we're just not as good. But like when it comes to tactical actions between human beings i think that pool jujitsu like i mean those two are pretty much like battleship you know what i'm saying like yeah it, it gets yeah. They're closer than you think yeah totally i think it i think it's very mm, military mm-hmm. more more military than you than than you'd like to believe well the first thing Good. No, I, I was just going to say, I think when it comes down to it, is that it's just a competitive nature that we all have. We have a competitive oh, yeah. nature of like trying to, you know, mm-hmm. you have a talent. I think I have the same talent. I think my talent's better than yours. I'm going to try to prove it, whether we're playing pool, whether we're golfing, whether we're, you know, getting choked yeah. out in the garage. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All sorts of things that could happen, but I mean, yeah. it's all competitive. I think. I think by yeah, nature, we're all competitive. Yeah, golf. Yeah, same thing. Just totally. not as <laughs> just not as physical, but uh, or as much yeah. on the line. But uh, well, I was going to say. I mean, you could you could compare both of. The, sorry, I was, I was going to say you compare like. I think, but a lot of things. But I think you know. Pool and jujitsu fits really well together, but yeah, like I mean, it goes with any pursuit of a skill or like, especially like a competitive one. But like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like the first thing you talked about is just you know the pursuit of mastery, and then that's a correlation. Like, it takes a long time, and just to put time in, like you guys put so much time in, and you'll go now. You can just go wreck shop when you meet those frat guys. And the second thing we talked about was then the the tactics and stuff, which is what which is like the nuts and bolts of the mastery. Like you but we but those principles then can be applied everywhere else too. So yeah, we were talking about like defense, but how you don't really realize how important it is until later, you know, like and then you can and then once you understand that you can actually attack more effectively. Yeah. So but but yeah, that applies to my my bottom line my bottom line for the end of the podcast is I think a lot more kids and parents should think about getting their you know kids into uh, martial arts. I think it teaches a ton of 
a ton of great values that we need to bring back. You know, yeah, and can... if and if you have and if you have more daughters that can protect themselves when they leave the house, wouldn't that be better? You know, because they're just like scared and don't know shit. But when you know, when yeah, when you have like this confidence and it's huge. <laughs> I think maybe if, this, if, I, everybody, I think... if everybody knows how to protect themselves, they will always feel safe because it's like if somebody's coming up to me to to interfere with my, you know, my safety, yeah. I'm able to defend myself. Yeah, the least, the, 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 the least likely person to start a fight is a person that knows how to fight. <laughs> totally, totally. Because, you know, like you were trying to say earlier, is like the person that is starting the fight maybe came from a situation where they're influencers. That's how they rolled. You know, maybe you had a abusive father who, uh, you know, like just told his wife what to do and bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, do this, bitch, do that. And then as a man, that's your role model. And that's kind of how you roll through the rest of your life. I mean, you see. Yeah, I mean, it's especially. Uh, it's funny. Don't it's know like, anything else. It's funny you look at these kids who, like, obviously have seen what it is, you know, for uh, gangsters and this gang life and all this. I mean, it's been happening for, I mean, gang gangs have been happening over 30 years. But for to, yeah. see, to see kids still oh. coming up in the same type of manner, it's like, man... I think that there's something in the sociology here that's fucked up. And if they just got their ass kicked a little bit, maybe they'd learn. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. Like it, it's, uh, it'd be great if it was in the schools, but you know, or something, that'd be cool. Man. In Hawaii, <laughs> like, in Hawaii, uh, judo is a fucking sport. And I, I, I wish that was yeah. a, amongst the you mean in schools. Yeah. High school. Oh, that's rad. Totally. That's really cool. That's it cool because I was going to say there's examples like the first one I think of is Japan. Like it's been in that, it's been in schools forever there. Like, and then, and then, and, um, but actually Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in, I don't know if it's the entire United Arab Emirates or just like Abu Dhabi, but I'm in Abu Dhabi. Like they made, um, you know, ADCC, the sheik that started ADCC, his brother's like, his older brother's like, it has more power even. Sorry to cut you off, Phil, Phil, but we got to roll, yeah. but just, it needs to happen in all schools. So, I mean, that's oh, coming, yeah, that's, yeah. that's coming yeah, from anyway. Black Belt. That's coming from Black Belt. That's coming from us. But, you know, yeah. uh, you know, good luck with your kids. We love you. Yeah, and thanks. that's going to be the end of this fucking podcast. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad. So I had one more for dessert.